welcome to Passion and Potential. My name is Anastasia, and my purpose is to help you pursue your most passionate life while finding your full potential within. So for today, I have a very lovely guest, Alyssa. Say your last name. Minera. <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed her name like seven times, but I panicked, um, and therefore I'm not saying it. So we have Alyssa, and we're going to talk about reaching your goals today. Uh, we've got... We're not really like following a script or anything, but we've got a lot of good talking points that I think we kind of brushed over downstairs over wine. So, yep, Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) should be great combo. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that being said, I'm going to let Alyssa introduce herself. Alyssa. Yes, I'm Alyssa Minerick. Minerick. It's toughy, I get it. (laughs) It's tough. (laughs) And how would I describe myself? So I think, um, like, fun, real life, I love doing, like, rec sports. I've, like, learned that's, like, where you meet people, where you, like, find yourself. It's the only way I've made friends. Exactly. As an adult, like, <laughs> Literally, that is, like, like the gold mine. The only way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we do, like, uh, hockey, volleyball. Yes. I was on the sailing team, the rowing team. I've been, like, Cleveland, like, home base, so I, like, love finding things in Cleveland. And at work, I've realized I'm just a bit of a control freak. Oh. So I've eventually moved up to be a project manager at the Cleveland Clinic, and what do you specialize in? Anesthesiology. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's fantastic because projects end eventually. And I love that they just keep changing and you get something new all the time. Mm. Yes. So it's like, it's not, I used to be in finance, which was completely boring. Because finance, you know exactly what's going to happen. You're like, hey, what's going on with the report? And okay, like, so remind me to bring back uh, a talking point about that. Okay. I would love to know more about that experience, Ugh, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. So like, but... I really feel like I found my niche with project management because I like taking the big step back and saying, like, what's the big picture? Okay. What's the goal? What are we doing? And I feel like I like doing that everywhere. I like doing that in my everyday life. Yeah. I was like, oh, what, with hockey, my yeah. goal, I've been trying to play on two teams a week. I want to be better. <laughs> like, so I want to be like, what's my, like, big picture? Like, where do yeah. I want to go? And I kind of feel like that leads into our conversation today. Okay. Um, so describe, like, project management. Like, oh. what, what does that, like, entail if you could summarize just for people who, like, aren't familiar so with project management, especially with iWork, um, it's a bit more setting goals, and then my job is to meet the little points in between to get there. Oh, so okay. they say, like, all right, we want to um, start a new department. You're like, well, that's a big one. We have to talk about what steps we need to get there. We need people to work there. We need staffing. You need the technology to work there. So you need, like, some kind of IT support. Mm-hmm. So my job is to get staffing in order, IT okay. in order. Once you do that, you need space. You need space for people to be there. So you have to be really organized. Yes, you have to be super organized. Oh, and that's something, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm cringing. That's something I feel like where we're kind of, like, opposite. I know yeah. you're very, like, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm very, like, free spirit. Like, yeah, it'll work out. And you're yeah. like, I have seven spreadsheets. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly where we need to be. It's Tuesday. Why aren't you at the deadline? But, yeah, it's, like, it's more fun to me. I love, it's like a marathon race. Like, it's, I love, like, meeting those milestones. I mean, like, okay. we did it, everybody. Um, and I was actually once asked this question at volleyball and uh, to another, Interesting. Oh, I know it's funny, full circle. Exactly. <laughs> another project manager said like, well, how do you set deadlines? I was like, well, I don't. And he's like, well, how do you get anyone to get anything done? Okay. And I said, well, it's their jobs. And he was like, what do you mean it's their jobs? I was like, well, they respect me and they respect the jobs they're gonna do the work and he's like oh. that's not how that works where i am and i was like i can't even imagine well, i'm sorry you have such crappy place yeah exactly <laughs> i can't even imagine a place where they just wouldn't like listen but i think that speaks like volumes no People i'm I sure that helps with, your job so much oh absolutely and like i feel like the clinic sets up that environment okay. that's like everyone 
wants to do a good job. It's a wonderful place to work, and we are very supportive. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big impact on us. Like, it makes my job so much easier. I don't have to set those, like, silly, yeah. they're arbitrary deadlines. Yep. The answer is as quick as possible. Um, so you can't really set a deadline because the answer is we need it before that. Yeah. So when you just say, hey, like, I need a hand. Can you help me with this? We need it really quickly. People will do it because they respect you. They respect the project. And people are just very... They're understanding at work. I love to hear that, like, positivity side of things. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like people, like, often, like, I mean, like, and I get it, like, they're very angry. Oh, yeah. About work and, like, for you to just be like, yeah, no, they get it. Like, they respect. Like, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. I feel like I fell in, I got very, very lucky. Yes. I worked at a job before this that was not as easy. Mm. And it felt like pulling teeth asking for a favor. And I feel like it was, like, nine day. I felt like when I started at the clinic, it was, like, step for wives. Everyone's like friendly and happy, and I was like, "Hello!" I was like, "This can't last forever," and it has. It's too good last, to be true. It's been seven years, and everyone's still smiling and waving at me. I mean, like, "How was your day?" I was like, "This is weird," but it's great. It like makes my regular life better. I love having a cooperative team because it makes my like outside of work life happier. I feel better all the time. It really does impact you. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so like. To kind of like segue off of all of this. So you said that like originally you had a job in finance. Mm-hmm. Um, miserable, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I think this will eventually get into our, like our bigger topic about like goal setting and et cetera. But like what decided or what made you decide that like, nope, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Because like, oh, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. Like that's one of the reasons why um, I kind of launched this podcast was like I think people – they feel stuck in things that make them unhappy. Yes. Whether it be careers, family, relationships, friendships, whatever. But, like, so what was it that, like, finally made you decide, like, no, I cannot do this? So with finance, um, I was I studied in school for personal asset management, which is, like, an investment, like, a brokerage or anything like that. I worked at Merrill Lynch for a while. Oh, cool. And Merrill Lynch, I'd, like, I thought I'd be like, this is my stepping stone. I oh, was like cool. 21. I was like, this is where I'm going. Doesn't everyone think they know everything Jesus. at 21? Yeah. I, I really thought I had it figured out. Mm-hmm. Joke's on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. I was like, I have Fridays off of school. I work by like, oh. schedule. Yeah, I like. I'd wear my like cute little outfit to the office. Like, no. Exactly. I felt like I was on top of the world. Like, <laughs> I was smart at school. I started my internship. I was a, I was such an idiot. So when I went to Merrill Lynch, I found out that an algorithm does all of your financial planning. Um, and that really like kind of hurt me because I love the reading the markets. I like oh. reading the graphs. I like understanding the beta. I thought the actual that, process. Yes. I thought that was what, what your job was. And I learned that finance, personal asset at least, is a bit more about selling your product to a customer. And and I don't. it's not that I don't believe in the product. Investments really are the way to go. Oh, yeah. But that's not exactly what I wanted to be doing. Well, I, also, like, are you a salesy person? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. from what I know of you, like, you're a little bit more, like, go with the flow, introverted. Like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I can't see you being, like, full-blown shark sale. Oh, gosh, no. I'm not going to be like, buy this bond. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it makes you wealthier, but in, in the real terms, it makes me get 3% of your gain. Like, yeah. I just, I could never, ever undermine a customer in my benefit. I, that's what I felt and like that's I was okay. doing. And so one of, like, so I felt like I, that was like strike one. Uh, strike two was when I was an intern, my boss made me organize his Christmas list as a oh. part of my job. And I was like, well, this is a bit demeaning, you know, like, <laughs> oh, 
okay. And he, this and is a he, boundary issue. <laughs> and he pitched it to me. And he was like, oh, well, they're, they're clients. So, you know, you want to reach out to them, make your personal connection. I was like, I half believe that. I'll do it because, like, I'm. this is my job right Again, now. Paid, so I'll yeah. do it. Like, so that was, like, strike two. And then I got a full-time job in finance at another hospital. And that hospital... My job was to make monthly reports mm-hmm. that were the exact same information. Oh. I was reporting the same thing every month. So I remember my job was week one, report the information. Week two and three, sit there and do nothing. And then week four was like, punch out the information as quickly as you can because it didn't come <laughs> in until like last minute. So I was like, I hate this, I hate this. Like I had one month okay. or one week a month that I was like working like, like to the bone. And then they're kind of done for another three weeks. So I was like, this is kind of silly. Like, I'm not doing any research. Okay. I'm not putting any numbers together. I'm make, not making sense of anything. I'm taking numbers from one report, putting it on another, and talking to people about it. And I was like, I hate this. Like, you didn't enjoy it. No. Yeah, so like, what would you say was, like, your final straw? If you, could, if you can't think of one, do you have one? I do Ooh. have one. Okay, so, like, if you're listening to the podcast, like, you can't see her, but she's raising her eyebrows in a very, like maniacal <laughs> okay, I'm not saying maniacal but a very um precise not maniacal um, but like oh I got this <laughs> my goodness okay so when I was an analyst a financial analyst I wrote a report that would automate every month okay. so it was very easy you just place the information in there and it would update 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 but I didn't realize as like a new worker that the number gets so big it outgrows the cell uh, in Excel, Microsoft Excel. So when it gets too big, it just shows pound signs instead of the actual number. Mm-hmm. So at the time, it was only in the thousands, but as I continued to work, it grew into the millions. Oh, so it Lord. was only showing <laughs> pound signs because I only made a space for a smaller number. So my there was a leader of our department. I worked in OBGYN at the time. And she printed our report, took it to a presentation to have like some really good argument for our project. And it only printed out the pound signs because the cell wasn't wide enough. She stood up in the meeting, took the piece of paper she had in her hand, threw it on the ground and said, my fucking analyst fucked this up. And I only heard this from a, like a secondhand account of someone else who was in that meeting. And it really like, it hurt me like personally. Mm-hmm. It really upset me because of course I would never like purposely make that mistake. No, but, God no. Like yeah. you care about your work. Oh yeah, like- absolutely. But when I realized that, like, some silly technical mistake came back on me for something that was done monthly that I was yeah. slowly losing interest in, it's like, I think it might be time to get out of there. So was that, like, the actual moment where you said, this isn't for me? Yeah. What were your feelings on that? I was, well, I cried that day. That was okay. the yeah, first I, like, I genuinely wanted to know, mm-hmm. like, what were your feelings, like, the raw, everything? Like, yeah. I mean, that's not easy. Right? No. Absolutely not. And, like... And like I said, this was like something I wanted to do. I wanted to be in finance. I wanted to be like the numbers person. I'd be like crunching. And I got that opportunity. And somebody who I respected a lot told me I was the fucking analyst who yeah. fucked it up. And it like it was such a personal attack on me that I, I remember that very day. I was like, this isn't working. I can't do this specific job. So I started looking at other jobs. And Good then when I thought about it, I was like, well, how do I reach out of finance? Because that's the yeah. only experience I have. So I was like, oh, I love, like, logistics and, like, problem yes. solving and puzzles. Like, <laughs> I love, like, solving puzzles. So I was like, all right, let's do a tiny bit outside of my range. Let's stick with the analyst jobs. 
But I, at the Cleveland Clinic, I found an operations analyst. And I was like, that sounds like a cool puzzle. Yeah. So I interviewed and interviewed, and I had a third interview. You had to go back in, like, a bunch of times. And then my actual boss wasn't there, and it felt very, like, Charlie's Angels. Like, it was very, like, through a phone, and it was, like, this guy. I think you're good. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, you should show up. And then he wasn't there the week I started. I, like, never mind. I, like, met my boss, like, two weeks in. Like, are you a human? Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, it's you. Like, how unreal. Oh, my gosh. And he was wonderful. He is, like, I think to this day, the best boss I've ever had. And he's... He's recognized at the clinic for being a wonderful boss. Amazing. Um, he gave me my first like constructive criticism. They were saying is like um, he my the specific criticism was I need to be, give better communication on where I am in the process, and that like crushed me at the time. I was twenty four, and I was like, yes. I thought I was doing perfect. I, like, why aren't I perfect? Yeah, how could you tell me that? But he was exactly right. Like I would get the information, I'd work on it, work on it, work on it, and then the people would follow up and be like, Well, where is it? And I was like, Oh fuck tell anyone yeah so I definitely it was right he was right and I learned from that and I still remember that to like this day any email I get asking like how's it going I'll give them steps and steps like yep. he taught me the way and then but you learn so much that's yeah. how you learn exactly I and that's why like constructive criticism can be so beneficial if mm-hmm. it's constructive yes. right absolutely if it's not like attackful but constructive mm-hmm. you can learn so much yes yeah and like of course I took it personally well, obviously. Yeah. In the moment, how could you not? Also, like, how old are you now? I'm 31. 31, and you probably still would take it personally. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm 29, and I would still take it personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, I was 24 at the time. Yeah, like, like <gasps> so at that age, it's like, well, my life's over. Yeah, exactly. They don't think I'm perfect. Yeah, they're going to fire me. <laughs> I'm not communicating well enough. But, um, like, I feel like, and we talked about this earlier, is saying mm-hmm. a little, like, little things happen over time that taught me that communication and having a positive outlook on work and, like, being friendly and, like, making connections is, like, the true way to enjoy your job, advance, prove to people that you can, like, do your work. Um, it really is the key to connecting you to success because doing a good job is great. And, of course, everyone loves it. But if they don't have fun along yeah. the way. Now, do you think that lines, like, hand-in-hand hand with passion, though? Like, Absolutely. If you don't have passion for your job, how can you have fun? How can you... Go day by day without bringing person personal feelings into it, personality into it. You know what I mean? Like at least positive ones. But like, I I feel like you have to have some form of passion involved in your job. Yeah. To feel those. Yes. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I feel like the passion you're talking about doesn't directly have to relate to the job itself. Yes. It has to relate to your own moral code. Ooh, that's so good. And it's true. Um, yes. And, like, we always say, it's like, we feel like we have to do a good job. We have to, like, help the people that we, that trust us. Yeah. Like, my boss trusts me to do a good job, and I feel like I have to do a good job in return. And that's my passion. Yep. My passion is fulfilling my promise. Um, and it really has made a huge difference in my career because, of course, I'm never going to let my boss down. But we said, like, that constructive criticism. I was going to say, but, like, also, if your passion didn't lie in something you love, mm-hmm. would it matter to let your boss down? Oh. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> when you say it like that. I- Think about it. Because, like, if you didn't love what you were doing or at least like what you're doing, mm-hmm. would it matter so much? Oh, I definitely don't think so. Yeah. Like, it has to be, like, it has to hold some type of value. Yes. Um, and I think that's passion. why values matter with people. Like, my biggest thing is, like, I get people that ask me, like, okay, 
um, I want to have a passion. I don't know what it is. Mm. I'm like, that's a, that's a very hard question. And I always tell them, go back to your values. Yeah. Think about yourself as a child, as a teenager, whatever it is. What are things that have been consistent in your whole life? Right? Oh, yeah. So for you, you're very, you're analytical. Mm-hmm. You're logistical. Yeah. Right? Like, those are probably things, like, you felt your whole life, right? Yes, like you, absolutely. Not just felt, but, like, your brain works that way your whole life. Yeah, I'm a little robotic like, yeah. when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, not personality-wise, but definitely, like, yes. mental function Yeah, mental yeah. function, yeah. And so can you imagine working a job, though? Like, even if your boss was disappointed in you, if you weren't passionate about what you were doing? Oh, and that's, uh, that's why I feel gotta like... Gotta go. Yeah. That's where you feel like you realize, like, like this isn't my passion. It's you not, know, like, I gotta yeah. go, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a jet out. I've learned my lesson the hard way. And so, I think that kind of, like, relates back to what we were talking about before. Yeah. Is, like, what were your goals? Yes. So, yes. my goals growing up, um, I guess it might have been, like, high school, college, young adulthood, was to have a job that sustained my lifestyle. Okay. Um, find a partner that also supported me. And to be secure in my living situation. Okay. And I, like I mentioned before, I'm 31. And I've been working at the clinic and the job that I love for seven years now. Seven years? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's a really long time. I know. And I like, it's, I'm so lucky. Like it's definitely like uh, that combination of luck and like ambition. But I've met my goals. Oh, so you're happy. I'm happy. Yes. Yes. I, but you've met your goals. I've met my goals. Okay. So what's that? Um, that's oh. exactly the question. <laughs> um, yeah, I've hit a bit of like a plateau here, and I'm unsure of what to do next. Um, so, like, of course, like, there's some things mm-hmm. that are fun in my future. Like, we are, like, putting our home together. We got all these couches and the painting. Yeah. Like, it's a fun thing to do, but I'm not, I'm not passionate about that. And it's also not something that, like... So it does attribute to your future, but doesn't attribute to your, like, career future. No. Okay. It's just, like, a bit of a stepping stone. Yep. I feel like. So when we talk about what's passionate and what's next, Mm. I've been feeling a bit lost. So I call this? Mm -hmm. Limbo. Oh, fuck. Limbo. I'm in limbo, yeah. I'm in limbo. I've gone through situations where I've had life limbo and I've had career limbo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm doing great. I don't know what's next. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I felt like um, a couple years ago, I joined a bunch of clubs. Like, I joined a bunch of things to do. And I felt like, at the time, I was just bored. You know, I was looking for hobbies. (laughs) I need friends and hobbies. Yeah, exactly. That's literally it. That's why I joined, like, the Western Reserve, like, rowing club. And, like, I joined, like, a a sailing group at Edgewater. But now it feels a bit different. It's like, what do I want to invest myself in going forward? And it's rough because, like, I'm very happy where I am, but I also am kind of bored. Like, I don't feel like I'm working towards something, and that's something that drives me. I want to work. Yeah. Um, so I've been, like, trying different things to get there, but it's tough because I'm also compromising with my boyfriend. Like, yep. we might need to be doing something together because yep. our goal is, like, to be doing something together in the long run, but we also don't like competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Volleyball is a bit off the table. He's a... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. He's a single-A, double-A player. Very good. Um, So that's, like, off my radar. But, like, I like soccer, and I like, you know, hockey. I liked all these other things. So I was like, well, like, should I focus on my health? Because as getting older, I'm also a type 1 diabetic. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got to focus on that forever, like, guaranteed. It has to be forefront. Yeah, of course. 
So I'm like thinking about like what what's like a real like long term benefit. Okay. Do I want to do something like that, or do I want to just have like fun forever? Like, do I want to like play the drums? Or I love video games. I was like, okay, do I just want to yeah. focus on video games? Like, I have a very hard time deciding like what's like the next big goal. Okay, but so like here's from a complete like outside perspective because mm-hmm. we've never had this conversation before. It sounds when you say this, it sounds a lot like what should I do versus like what I what what do I want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, this didn't mean to go off therapy session, but it totally did. Like, I'm I'm hearing you say all these things that like you could do, like you're good at or could potentially be good at, or like you've explored. What would you want to do if you could picture your your days, your free time, your whatever, like. What would you want to do? Oh, and that's interesting. Right. <laughs> because, like... Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> it feels like, if I say it aloud, I don't know if it's just, like, maybe a me thing, mm-hmm. but when I say what I love aloud, I feel a bit lazy. Like, I and I feel like that might be my, like, work mentality of, like, I like to grow. Well, clearly you're obsessed with, like, working towards achievements and, yeah. like, acceptance and like approval you like to do a good job so I don't blame you for that at all yeah and the the things I'm the things I'm genuinely interested in don't impress people yeah and I think that might be where I'm finding that disconnect yeah like I might need two like actions (laughs) one that like impresses somebody and one that just you have buckets yeah exactly bucket one is work bucket two is just me yeah exactly actually bucket three is activities yeah exactly so if you were to do that though like what what would you do it would be books books i I love that i love reading i love it but it's tough because you just sit on the couch alone like it's not like how can you call reading books lazy when it is so mentally focused and empowering oh i i might have a counter argument to that oh tell me so like i love reading and i like um i've been recently getting into like historical classics which are like i read them in high school when i was younger didn't get it read it a couple years later definitely love it now (laughs) but i can't chat about it with people okay i'm having a hard time finding other people who like those same type of like topics or like that's fair yeah um and i feel like the way to find that is to do the active part of the exercise is like reaching out making new friends like going to the library but like it's tough because... And I feel like people are doing, like, sports every day of the week yes. are not at home reading no. books. Or they'll listen, but they listen on a very, like, distant level. They're I like, get you, uh, but I don't get you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll nod and say yes. But it's, Aww. like, it's tough because the thing I love, I don't know a single person I connect with on. So it's, like, should that truly That's be a That's a distant goal? feeling. Yeah. To be, like, I don't know that I connect with anybody on something that, like, matters to me. Yes. And it's, I'm having a hard time finding people like that. And that's what makes me questions like, well, shoot, I messed, I'm, I met my all-time goals. Like, like I said, job, security, So, partner. all right, so give me your top, whatever, I don't, I don't want to give a number, but like, let's say three or five or whatever. Of like all-time goals, I think? Yeah, yep. Um, a job that can uh, support my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. A home that I feel safe in and, cons- and afford. Okay. And a partner who supports me and will encourage mm-hmm. me to go forward. And so, like, we're, we're good on that level. Love it. Um, so that's, yeah, like, that's perfect. Like, but I mentioned this earlier is I met this goal in 30 years. Okay. Which I'm happy about. I'm not you know, upset that yeah. I rushed to the end line or whatever. No, no. But if, let's say this goal wasn't met until I was 60. Yeah. So another 30 years after that, I feel like I might appreciate it so much more 
if I met it after another 30-year struggle or I don't, I don't necessarily But struggle. I think that that goes deeper. Like, to me, it feels like you're almost appreciating the drive, yeah. the grind mm-hmm. to get to the goal, right? I think so. So we were talking about the difference between, like, yes. the drive and the struggle. Yes. So the struggle, in my mind, means, like, if you would like to go to school and you can't mm-hmm. afford it, you're going to be working at the same time you're going to school. Uh-huh. It's going to be tough to get your books. You won't be able to do anything outside of school because school's sucking up all your money. Like, that's a struggle in my mind. Like, you are yes. sacrificing something you love to advance yourself. That is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had a struggle through school, and I got a great job. So, like, the struggle grows you absolutely. It turns you into someone different. Um, but the grind is a little bit more easy to anticipate because okay. the grind is just having the means to meet your end, but working those means for a while. Mm. You have the means already. This is such work. an interesting perspective. And I feel like it's something I just may have made up. Like, no, no, honestly, like, I'm, I love this. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm clueless. You know what I mean? Like, I went full time when I was 21 years old. So, like, this is very interesting to me. Yeah. And I feel like you've had a grind. Like, you have. I, I, I grind. Yeah, yeah. Like, you worked so hard yeah. to get to where you are. So, the struggle was your first half. Mm-hmm. And you were grinding from there on up. So, here's the thing. So, you've met your goal. Mm-hmm. What is it that fills you or that makes you feel like you need to push further? Like, what is it? Like, what is that thing that's daunting on you that's like, there's more to life? Oh, it's absolutely the feeling of, um, like, pointlessness. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, eh, just because I have to. You know, like, oh. there's no real reason because I already got what I want. Like, I have what I want. So, like, when I, I, I like... I just got a cat a month ago, <laughs> and he's fantastic. We love cats oh, here on this show, yeah, so. I'm looking at two right now. Literally, there's two cats sitting next to us as we record mimosas, like, oh, so mm, chill. four inches, not actually, but, like, literally one foot away from the microphone, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, that's, like, I love focusing my attention on uh, the cat. Um, I'm cleaning extra hard, you know, I'm, like, taking extra care of him, okay. I'm paying attention to him. And it, like, like made me realize, I was like, this is, like, my new project. Like, I'm bored. Like project. Yeah. I have nothing, like, that push it. Like, my life seems, like, meaningless when I met all my goals. Like, I my meaning has been achieved. Uh-huh. In, in my opinion. And, like, if you ask my mom, it's like, have kids. Or, you know, like, <laughs> that's, like, you know, that's a different a, meaning. That's a whole nother story. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's what's, like, where my meaning has been achieved. So it's like, well, I'm cleaning. I'm, like, yeah. doing everything to maintain what I have. And I will maintain what I have forever. But I'm bored with that. I'm so bored. But I think it's okay to be bored. I don't know. Like, No, it really is. Think about, it, like, life. First of all, life is limitless. Mm-hmm. Life is massive. Like, mm-hmm. it is your life. Like, you absolutely can do whatever you want in life. You can, obviously, like, it doesn't mean you could just do it on a whim. You might have to plan. You might have to, like, but, like, if you're bored with your job, okay, what's next? Like, and that's what brings me back to the topic of, like, what are your passions? Like, what could be, if you could picture your, like, most ideal life where you're not bored, what would it be? Oh, that's, that's a And it could totally be the most 
outrageous. Like you could be like, I am living in Harry Potter world, like whatever it is. But like, oh, if you really so could imagine it, like what is it? All right, this may be a bit spur of the moment because I've been watching. This sounds like silly when I say it aloud. I've been watching Ted Lasso. And uh, a part of Ted Lasso is the owner of the their soccer team in England. She's um, a big part of the team. Okay. Um, she's, like, involved in the event. She makes the decisions. So I kept looking up, what does an owner necessarily do? Like, can you own a business and just, like, keep, like, be an, almost an investor pretty much? Like, yeah. have a management staff. Kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't have to work all the time, but, like, you're so involved. Exactly. Yeah. That's what my question was. What does an owner do? And I was talking to Henry about this, and we, we looked up. There is a backpacking lodge available in England that is on one of the most frequently hiked, like, backpacking trips, which it starts in England and it goes down through Europe. Like, this is, like, the starting point. And it's really, I'm going to say really cheap on a loan basis. You can get a loan towards this mm-hmm. place, but it's affordable. And we were, we were talking, we're like, do you think we would love to own a hostel where we would we would be the workers, so we um, wash the sheets, clean the bathrooms, man the desk, and just meet people from all over the world. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, and we we're like okay, so that like leads me deeper that like mm-hmm. your passion lies in meeting people. Mine is in travel. Okay, his, his is, is in meeting people. people. I was like, wait a minute, there's like yeah. this is like kind of segueing in a way I did not. Anticipate. No, 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 definitely not. But mine. you love travel. I love travel. I mean. My well, we talk about values and yep. goals. Yep. One of my biggest values is being open and understanding to different cultures. I love that because they're weird as hell. Like they are so different than us. They're, right when you've grown mm-hmm. up in the U.S., yes. like you don't know what you're. Absolutely, and you have to listen because there's always a very good background, but as an American, we don't quite. It doesn't resonate as well. Yeah. Um, and I We're feel used like, to, you know what you know, yeah, and you, you know don't what you know. know what you don't know. Yeah, and you judge, yep. and you, like, make yep, these, yep, yep, like, yep. snap decisions, and people genuinely have good basis to most of their opinions. Even if they're wrong, or they're silly, or they're based in some type of culture you don't understand, there's a reason behind why they made the decisions. Yep. And you can never, ever make a judgment on that. And I think people, especially Americans, are very harsh yeah. on those types of outside opinions, and yeah. I think it's... We need to take an opportunity to realize that everyone's different. There's very few people who are genuinely trying to hurt the world. You know, like... <laughs> but I think that, like, some people, like, see the best and some people yes. see the worst. And, like, Absolutely. That's one of those things. It's like, if you see the best, you're like, well, this human, like, had good intentions. Just maybe they, like, felt confused. Or, like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, and that, like, brings up the question, like, how involved should I get? I know, like, I know. Is I know. it this crazy person making a bad decision yep. or is it a bigger conspiracy? Like, but that's definitely where your passion lies is, like, yes. open-mindedness of, like, humanity and just, like, learning perspectives. Yes. Listen. Oh. Because we're not always right. Um, and you will never able, you'll never be able to understand that until you hear it from someone who genuinely believes it. Yeah. Um, I went to Africa for a month, and the people in Africa, like, it's interesting because, like, you see it on TV, and, like, the Lion King does a great job of talking about, like, the landscape. It's, like, the animals, and people respect the animals so much because they are truly, like, the leaders. Like, they're... Oh, I love that. Yeah. Also, the inner... 
90s child in me loves that yeah. even more. Like, yeah. I'm just emotional about it. Yeah, you're like a King Simba kind <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, like, literally, I'm like looking at my cat. I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah, that orange tab, you could definitely rule The little ride. orange cat over there, he is Simba. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sleeping. But, like, in Africa, people, something that drive me, drove me nuts. They're in no hurry. Like, they're all kind of like, hmm, you know, Love. taking their time. And, like, that's go the culture. The yeah, that's their culture. It's like, go with the flow. It's like, yeah, hey, we'll figure it out. Like, no rush, no rush. And as an American, I was like, my flight leaves in 40 Let's minutes. Let's go. Let's hurry up. Check me yeah. out. I mean, I was like such a, I was, I was the asshole. Yeah. And it like took me a while to realize it's like, why? Slow down. Yeah. Appreciate life. Mm-hmm. It'll work out. Appreciate your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone's on the same yeah. page over there. Like it'll be figured yeah. out. Don't worry. Yeah. And I think Africa was the wake up call to me that like lifestyles are so different. Very different. Not right, not wrong, just different. And like. People I've met where some of them were not very happy, but some of them were. And it's like, well, we're not making any blanket statements then because we're not meeting everybody's like expectations. Yeah. So it's very interesting to learn that what I've learned is not right. So if you were to summarize your top three passions slash values, I'll say that. Because sometimes people like mix those up, mm-hmm. just passions slash values. What would you say there? Okay. Passions and values. Yeah. I would say my passions are stories. Okay. Because um, I feel like stories can be encompassed in video games, books. But it goes hand in hand with your, you loving to read. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, you can find a story in, like, actually, I would give, like, our listeners a challenge. You. Ooh, yes. Love yes. that. Yeah. So the next time you go out in a group, um, you might be in a group of, like, a couple people, and you might meet strangers. In that group of strangers... Find the person who's talking the least and ask them what's their most interesting story. I love that. They're going to tell you something amazing. Just because they're not saying anything doesn't mean they don't have anything to say. Kind of emotional over that. It's it's like really... (laughs) Wow, I've never thought to ask somebody that. The quiet person doesn't mean they don't have anything to say. Yes, they just... They just haven't. They just haven't said anything. And sometimes they don't have something... To engage them to say something. Yes. Like, not everybody's going to show up and be like, word vomit. Yeah, they're not right? like Shady Cathy's. Like, everyone wants to, like, people genuinely like having other people interested in them. Yeah. So if you pay oh. them attention. So I'd say number one is stories. Okay, yeah. I love that. I'd say number two for, like, passion values is, um, oh, this might be, like, a bit vague, but fun. Okay. Um, that was So like, what? Enjoying life. Like, I... Find something that's fun. Yeah. Um, like, I know, like, there's a lot of political things going on. There's a lot of yeah. social aspects you need to focus on and be, like, very, like, adamant about. Find the little joys. But have fun. Because that drives you. Like, when you get beat down by, like, some kind of dumb political thing, fun will bring you back up. Yep. Um, and that's kind of, like, my relationship with Henry is, like, yep. he's the fun. He's always able to, like, bring things back up. And I'm always like, aren't you worried about hunger? And he's like... Yeah, but, like, today, I'm obviously worried about it, but, like, right now... Yeah, but we have, like, volleyball in an hour, so you can, like, <laughs> chill out. Okay, I'll focus. But, like, so I definitely say, like, stories, Find listen to stories. Find something to bring you to. Have something fun. Number three, oh, I would say um, be sharing. Don't keep the things that you think are valuable to yourself. Oh. Um, whatever you've learned or whatever you've, like, really, like, internalized... Make sure that people hear about it. They don't have to agree. But, like, spark the idea in someone else. Yes. Because learning happens every day. 
Um, you don't get too old to get like learn. You don't yep. become like an. And I feel like like learning is just like, especially because of social media, like emails. Like you can learn all the time, but like to actually learn from someone. Oh. Absolutely. So much different. Oh, yeah. When someone tells a great story, or even about, like, history. Yes. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Did you know that, like, the Sphinx, like, their paws yeah. weren't exposed to the 1990s? Yep. Yep. It's like, those are just fun facts that stick with people. So, like, share. Don't be afraid to share because, like, I mentioned, ask somebody who's not, like, super chatty to tell a story because you will learn, you learn so that person. Much. So, like, pass it along. Pass that gift along of same. And, like, I have a silly fact that you might like. And, like share what you know because that is how you build networks that's how you build friends and that's how the world comes together and agrees okay so to end all I have to ask you what would you say is your like passion and your potential hmm. I know I just kind of asked you what your passion was but like say what your passion and your potential is like it could be something you've done something you haven't done something you want to like way down the line whatever it is but like what is your passion and your potential I would say definitely up to, like, now in my life, my passion's been, like, learning about other cultures because I've traveled yep. a lot. And I like that openness. I like the learning. I like the understanding. I like different perspective. Um, that's my passion. Like, I think we shouldn't ever, like, get stuck. I want to keep growing. Yeah. My potential. Oh, Ooh, goodness. girl! What you got Ooh, in you? My. Like, now that <laughs> I've had this conversation, I was like, I have tons of potential. <laughs> no, I think my potential, it might actually co- come back to work. Because Good. I'm going to start managing, like, people and groups, and I really should incorporate my passion in that. I should listen. I should take lessons that I've learned from other people that I've worked with and help people grow because everyone knows work sucks. No one <laughs> wants to go to work. So, like, let's, like, make work something more meaningful. Let's, yeah. like, be like, hey, let's share this funny let's story. Let's change that and, narrative, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I had an interesting fact I learned about the Egyptians, and I'm going to share it. Like, make work a growing opportunity that's also fun. So I think my potential is being a leader is something I've been, like, learning about. I've been reading a bunch of books about mm-hmm. how to manage people. So I think my potential You love is, books? I love I books. I never want to guess. Have you heard about that? <laughs> and I mentioned it once or twice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I've been taking that information, like, let's make work fun. So, like, let's grow people's abilities, people's confidence, and our relationship because that is what people want to succeed in they want to yeah. be good friends they want to be good co-workers they want to be good leaders i love that yeah i'm saying like let's try it and i feel like because i'm at this like i talked about like the middle point of my life i've been so like unsure about what to do next i was like i think this is a good middle ground let's like to take fun facts and good leadership skills and push them forward okay one last question mm-hmm. if someone doesn't know their passion what would you recommend they do oh try everything <laughs> try everything i fenced in college i did fencing i was a swimmer in high school i was like i hate this i've like done so many i went rock climbing at a bachelorette party i was like my fingers hurt like this is miserable yeah i would say try everything because like if it doesn't work out you'll still make a friend out of it that's so true oh that's so good yeah you will meet people in the process and they won't hate you for not um, fulfilling the goal or being great at it. Like yeah. they don't really care. No, like, they do not care. Yeah, um, you'll make a great network of friends, different type of friends too. Like um, not just all strictly like volleyball friends. Yeah. It would be like maybe that rock climbing friend once. Um, so like the advice would be try everything, anything that interests you, because it always ends up in a positive result. Yes. And so you're an introvert, right? Absolutely. How do you go about trying everything, even though you're an introvert? Because I like. I'm an extrovert, 
mm-hmm. so I can try things and like sure I get minor social anxiety but like I'm sure it's not comparable to introvert social anxiety so like just for the people who are listening who I know have oh I'm sorry, I have it like tell me I have a strategy for sure okay yes share the strategy they need it <laughs> okay so like I, I don't like introducing myself I don't like speaking over people yep. so I feel like my trick is to, like, I'll listen to everyone, what everyone has to say, and I'll find the person who is the most similar to me. Mm-hmm. And when I've, I'll like, just plain old stand by them. Like, it, all it takes is, like, kind of, like, position yourself near them, and then when something, like, kind of funny happens, you, like, make, like, a, a joke to them, be like, mm, do you think so? Or, like, you know, like, <laughs> a one-liner to them. Yep, yep. And they'll also recognize, you're like, this person's like me. And she gets me. Exactly. <laughs> and it off with just one person that you kind of recognize, and then eventually they'll introduce you to someone else, and you'll find out that that person is also similar to you as well. And it's a, a growing network of people that you can connect with. So it only takes one connection. You have to make a silly joke or like kind of like a, just even small talk, being like, "Oh, so where are you from? Like, are you from Cleveland?" Anything that just like starts. So kind of getting getting over that hump of like nervousness of like saying the first word is that what you yes. say you have to find someone you're comfortable with okay and my comfort no like level is someone who's similar to me yeah um, and i feel like that's kind of common like that's fair yeah anyone with common ground is like able to make a connection so i'll find someone who looks my age yep looks yep. Like, almost like me okay <laughs> you know like <laughs> hey are you my twin let's talk yeah let's hang out forever okay that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah uh, so that. you just gotta find someone you feel like you can feel confident with and then just make a one-liner joke or make small talk just like such as where are you from and you can build off of that and that's it just find someone you can connect with because they will introduce you to a much wider network from there i'm all about networking Mm -hmm. okay all right Alyssa. before we end i want you to give like one word of advice i know you've kind of given many many Mm -hmm. many 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 Uh, many throughout this whole episode but like we're gonna end it you say I'm Alyssa, and I want you to. Mm. I know. It's okay. Tough. I'm Alyssa, <laughs> and I want you to explore. I want you to ask questions. I want you to have fun. I want you to try new things. I love that. Mm. 